This episode is sponsored by the ALW Communications Agency. Visit www.alwagency.com for all your communications needs. This is the Dreamers Podcast, episode 86, with financial advisor and founder of the Stocks and Stilettos Society, Cassandra Cummings. Today is September 6, 2022. I've done really well in the stock market. So that's why I'm a huge advocate. That's why I want to bring my other sisters along because I think that we need the stock market to close the wealth gap. We're not going to do it with just real estate alone. We're not going to do it by just getting a bunch of degrees. It's not going to happen that way. Those things will make us feel good. We'll always have a place to stay with real estate. But the money gets accelerated in the stock market. Real estate is great. We can roll up to the property. We can touch it. We can put the key in the door. But the appreciation rate is not necessarily the same as it is for the stock market. And so I think that Black people miss that point because we've been sold and we've been programmed to think that real estate is the way to go. But real estate is just a component of what we need to build wealth. It's not the end-all, be-all. Hello, world. Welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. I am Stephanie Annie's, also known as Annie's Wealth. I'm a financial coach and an author. I self-published my first book, Dream of Legacy, a guide to help dreamers reach financial independence and build generational wealth. In this podcast, I'll have conversations with experts and thought leaders who dare to follow their dreams. You'll hear about their journey and their money stories. I hope it inspires you, dreamers out there, to live life on your own terms. Come on, dreamers. Let's change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Dream of Legacy. Check out dreamoflegacy.com for resources to assist you on your journey to financial independence. Before we get into today's episode, please take a couple minutes to go into Apple Podcasts, if you're listening from an Apple device, to rate and review the podcast. If you appreciate the free resources that are provided in this podcast, then the best way to let me know is to do just that. Reviews help the podcast be more visible and it helps other dreamers discover the podcast. So thank you. I appreciate you. And now let's get back to today's episode. Hi, dreamers. I am your host, Anis Wealth. And today I have Cassandra Cummings. Cassandra has been in the financial services industry for 20 years. She's been helping people with their financial plans, investing and protecting their wealth. Our company, the Stocks and Stiletto Society, has exposed over 100,000 Black women to investing. So I am excited to have Cassandra here to talk to us about how we can invest to build wealth. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? So my name is Cassandra Cummings. I am a financial advisor here in the Bay Area of California. And I've been doing financial advising for over 20 years now. And I have a background in accounting. I work in the big four industry as a financial auditor. And then I went on to be a school teacher. Actually, I taught seventh grade math in Los Angeles. And then I uh, went back into financial services and became a financial advisor 
So you started at a big four. That's actually where I started my career as well. How did you go from audit to becoming a financial advisor? So I went from audit, I was at EY, and actually what ended up happening was that I became a mother. So I had my daughter and the demands of being an auditor, especially during busy season, just became a bit much for me. And even though the company was willing to give me flexible work arrangements, things of that nature, the engagements were just really interfering with my ability to be the best mother that I could be. So that actually led me into teaching because the hours as an educator worked well with my schedule as a mom. And so that was an attractive feature. But then all that comes with being a public school educator, as far as overcrowded classrooms, the bureaucracy, the unions, just a little more than what I wanted to put up with, with what I was getting paid. And so I said, let me figure this out a different way. I still want to help people, but I also don't want to starve. And so that led me back to financial services. And I had a mentor who was working in that area. And she's like, you get a lot of autonomy. You also get to pick your schedule and you get to not have a cap on your salary. I was like, sign me up. Hmm. So that's what led me back into financial services. And so this has been a labor of love for me. And I started the Stocks and Stiletto Society about six years ago, really on the notion of a friend who said, you should start a Facebook group. And I'm like, what is that? And so that's when we kicked it off. And it was amazing to just get an overwhelming response of Black women who were really hungry for this type of knowledge and having someone that could lead them through how the stock market works. What made you want to help people managing their money, build wealth, and even like the story behind starting the Stocks and Stiletto Society? So I would say it's twofold. Number one, I don't come from money. So I was always intrigued by money. Why do people have money whereas others don't? So what makes certain people appear to be financially solvent? And then why are some people struggling with not being able to attain money if in fact money is all around us. The other part of my money story is being able to really change how people that look like me view money. And so I think one way in which we can get people to change their mindset around money is by changing our financial situation as well. And so I set out to do that so that I can show others, hey, you can start at nothing. You can start from the dirt and you can essentially build your way up to wealth. You said you didn't come from money, but you were intrigued by it, right? And so I'm sure like most people, there were some mental blocks that you had when it comes to whether you are able to build wealth and dealing with so many different women. I'm curious to hear, what are some of the tools that you share with your community to help overcome the mental blocks that basically prevents us from building wealth. I wrote an ebook again on the notion that someone said, hey, you've got to put this down. And so the name of the ebook is called Rich on Purpose because you have to be intentional about changing your financial trajectory. And because I think a lot of times Black women think that somebody's coming to save them. We've been sold this fairy tale that if we find the right guy, 
we're going to change our financial situation. If we go to school, get a good education, get the right job, we're going to change our financial situation. But at the end of the day, what changes our financial situation is our mindset about money and us being intentional. It is the intentionality in which we proceed through life that helps change our financial picture. And then I would say other things that I have shared with my community is just really bringing great speakers to the community, bringing amazing classes that makes the material digestible, and just being surrounded by women who are constantly winning at this financial game. And that in itself motivates women to move off their square when it comes to money. So when did you start investing? I started investing around 1991 when my dad passed away. I received the death benefit and I had to do something with that money and I had to learn real fast about the stock market. You shared some of that story on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I received the death benefit at 17. I was not able to access the money until I was almost 18 years of age. And so to receive a quarter of a million dollars was a lot of money at that time. And they were saying, oh, it's a lot of money today. It is a lot of money today. It's a lot of money no matter how you slice it. But it's a lot of money to an 18-year-old who has no background in managing money whatsoever. And so I went from welfare to this lump sum of money real fast. And so my story is that that money in part was used to go to college. So a big part of that money went on my college expenses. I did work for the majority of the time that I was in school. So I still had I worked for an accountant. I worked for the school that I went to. I worked in the registrar's office. I was always of the mindset that I needed to work. However, when I got pregnant in my last year of school, I didn't work, but I had the money to be able to finance that last year of school. And I did some things with the money. I had a good time, but I still took care of business. And so I still needed to understand how the financial markets work. So I became very intrigued about that. I went into accounting. So I was always talking about money. I learned how business worked. I learned the language of business because I wanted to be a good steward of that money. And it worked out, I think, in the end. As a community, historically, we have missed out on the opportunity to build wealth through the stock market for the most part. I mean, it's for various reasons, some beyond our control, really. But one of those reasons is the fear of the market. So how do you help women in your community get over that fear? We learn by doing. Hmm. So the only way you can really conquer that fear is to just do it. And so that's really what we show others that, hey, I can do it. Brenda can do it. Andrea can do it. Alicia can do it. And if all of these other ladies can do it, you can do it. So yeah. I guess that reinforces the importance of not doing it alone, right? Because right. you can face your fear with the community. Or having that access to people who are very in very similar situations as you can give you that inspiration and give you that persistence to push through it. I know I would much rather learn from someone that I can send a message to than someone who is out of touch, out of reach to see if they can help. But I know if I send a message to Michelle hey, Michelle, how did you get to your first $1,000 in the stock market? More than likely, Michelle's going to reach back to me and say, hey, girl, this is what I did. I did one, two, three. 
But if I try to reach out to say someone like a Michelle, like a Melody Hobson, she might not even see my message. That's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing that we hear a lot is I don't have enough money to invest. So how much money do you need to start investing? You need enough to pay your cell phone bill. (laughs) And I say that because if your cell phone is working, you can open an account with no money and then you can connect it to your debit card through Acorns or Stash and you can start investing. So if you can keep your cell phone on, you can open an account and start investing. And so Stash and Acorns, can you explain more how it works? So Stash and Acorns are what we call micro-investing apps. And so essentially what you can do is open an account, no money, and you can connect it to your debit or what is it, savings or checking account. And as you're making purchases, they round up your purchases and put that difference into your investment account. And then they invest the money for you. And so you can start literally with, I don't know, it's like $5. But people aren't going to make strides with starting with no money. So you're not going to start your investing journey with a micro-investing app and think that you're going to make a million dollars. It's a starting point. You can't stay stuck there. So let's say I have $100 that I can put in the stock market every month, individual stocks, index funds. What's your take on that? I think if you're starting with $100 a month, you got to do index funds. But I would say if I'm starting out at $100, like if I was talking to my niece and she's 21 and she's like, hey, auntie, where should I put my money at? I got $100 to invest. I would tell her to put that into a Roth IRA and put it in an index fund. And just keep putting it in there. So she could put an S&P 500 index fund and just put that $100 in there. And then once you get to like $2,000, then let's talk and see what else we could be doing. So with the Roth IRA, they can invest up to $6,000 a year. Yeah. No tax free. So that's definitely a great way to start. Can you talk to me about your investment philosophy? How do you invest? What's your strategy? My philosophy is to invest and invest as much as you can. My philosophy is probably not in alignment with beginning investors because I'm unafraid of the returns that I can get out of the market. And so if I'm beginning and I'm timid, I'm not going to go there. So my investment in philosophy, it's probably 90% different than most Black women investors. Most Black women investors are risk adverse. They're very conservative. They're scared. I am none of that. Obviously, you've been investing since the early 90s, right? So you've been through the last recession and we're officially in a recession. So what are some of the investment gems that you can share with the dreamers today so that they can come out on the other side of the recession winning? Like I said, buy as much as you can because things are definitely on sale. And that works counterintuitive. You're like, oh my God, the economy's, you know, we're in the middle of doomsday when it comes to the economy. Why would I be putting more money into it? This is exactly when millionaires are made. So this is an opportunity for you to come in when everybody is fearful and moving out. So great opportunity, number one, to buy as much as you can. You want to buy good companies. So companies that have longevity, companies that have been through a number of recessions, look at companies that have been around 25, 50 years. And so pick good companies. And then number three, be patient. Wait, you got to wait for the economy to turn around. 
And then I would say four, look at other investment opportunities. Stock market isn't the only place where you can invest your money. You've got real estate. You can, again, get another skill. You can beef up on the skills that you already have. So invest in yourself. I always say during a recession, you want to invest in those three things. Invest in the stock market, invest in real estate, and invest in yourself. You've been investing for a while. What has investing in the stock market done for you as far as like your wealth building journey? It's done a lot. I've done really well in the stock market. So that's why I'm a huge advocate. That's why I want to bring my other sisters along because I think that we need the stock market to close the wealth gap. We're not going to do it with just real estate alone. We're not going to do it by just getting a bunch of degrees. It's not going to happen that way. Those things will make us feel good. We'll always have a place to stay with real estate. But the money gets accelerated in the stock market. Real estate is great. We can roll up to the property. We can touch it. We can put the key in the door. But the appreciation rate is not necessarily the same as it is for the stock market. And so I think that Black people miss that point because we've been sold and we've been programmed to think that real estate is the way to go. But real estate is just a component of what we need to build wealth. It's not the end-all be-all. It's funny, I always like to reference this statistic. 90% of the stock market is owned by 10% of the wealthy. So there's a reason for that. (laughs) And the thing about Black women is that we are so smart We make up the smartest segment of the population, but we have no money. When we look at the net worth of Black women compared to white men or white women, we're far behind. The only way we're going to close that gap is if we're investing in the stock market. Do you have one child or more than one? I have a daughter. She's 26 now. So you talked about closing the wealth gap, right? But then there's also the generational wealth aspect. So you've done well for yourself. How are you preparing your daughter so that she can continue on with what you're doing? Because right now, 90% of generational wealth is lost by the third generation, 70% by the second. Well, there's a couple of things that I'm doing that I would share with people. Number one, you have to have a trust. So that's going to protect what you've built. It's going to be instructions for how your wealth is managed. So it's a way for you to, as they say in the business, it's a way for you to control from the dirt, control from the grave. And so the trust is important. You got to go through your estate planning. And then the second thing is that you have to educate your kids. You've got to educate your offspring as to how they can be better stewards of money. And so what you don't want to do is leave a lot of money to your children, and they have no idea what to do with it. Because more than likely, if they inherit it, I think they said like within the first four years of inheriting the money, children spend through all the money. Four years? Oh, I've never heard this. Wow. Yeah, I think the statistic is alarming on the amount of wealth that they blow in the first four years. And that's really an education problem. And we see that now when we see people, we hear about people selling grandma's house and it's that they're just not equipped to handle the inheritance. And there's a wealth transfer that is on the horizon. And so we'll see a lot of wealth slip through Black families because number one, they didn't protect it through a trust. And number two, the kids 
don't know how to protect it because they are just uneducated about how these things work. So for anyone that is watching or listening right now and they want to get started investing in the stock market, what are maybe five steps that they can take so that they can start building wealth that way? Well, I do say you want to plan, save, and advance. So you need to understand why do you want to invest in the stock market? So I would say have a come to Jesus moment with yourself and find out why is it important for you to learn how to invest in the stock market? And then that's going to set the stage for you to move about with your planning. Depending on what your goals are, then that's going to determine what type of accounts you need to set up. So now you need to set up your structure. Are you saving for retirement? Are you saving for kids' college? Are you saving to buy your first home? That's going to really dictate the type of accounts you need to actually invest in. And then you need to pick good stocks. So it could be an index fund. It could be an ETF. It could be individual companies. That's going to also drive you closer to your goals. And then you need to monitor and make adjustments as necessary. And you need to be consistent. I was looking at a quote today, great things happens with consistency. So you have to be able to set up a consistent contribution method Mm -hmm. and put it on autopilot. And if you do those things, I think you'll find that you'll be rewarded from investing in the stock market. So Cassandra, I always end the interview with a round of rapid fire questions. Can you tell me about a book that changed your perspective on life? A book that changed my perspective on life? Mm -hmm. One of the best books I've ever read was actually called The Color of Water. What's one life lesson you had to learn the hard way? I'm going to say two. You're not obligated to keep relationships with family members. You're not obligated to stay in those toxic family relationships. And then I would say a subtext to that would be Don't let negative people steal your joy. What's one thing about money you wish you could tell your younger self? I would say make more money as soon as you can. Hmm. What's the best investment in yourself you've made so far? The best investment that I've made in myself so far is just having a fearless attitude about everything that I do. And I invested in that by going to therapy, going through a lot of different situations to gain that fearlessness. I think people chip away at that as they go through life. But if you can come back to that in your life, because as a child, you're fearless, right? You're willing to try anything. And I think if you take that into your adult life, that'll take you far. Filling the blank in three words or less. Money to me is? Opportunity, abundance, and I'm going to say Starbucks. I love being able to have (laughs) Starbucks. So you are buying four, five, six dollars latte. Oh my God, this is terrible. This is No, I actually don't drink coffee. I drink tea. So I go there. I buy ice brew tea, even though I probably can make it better at home. So it's just this running joke that's been going out for years. It's the latte that keeping people away from building wealth. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's not, that's hogwash. (laughs) I think people just need to make more money. People say, I make a hundred thousand a year. So... I'm going to live below my means. And they capped themselves at 100000 This is all I'm going to make. That's really the mindset. I'm good at $100,000 a year. I've made it. I don't need to make anymore. And so that's really where people get stuck. So I'm going to cap myself at 100000 and I'm going to do everything I need to do to stay underneath that radar, as opposed to saying, okay, 100000 is the first milestone. 
Now, what I can do is I can live beneath that hundred thousand. But if I make five hundred thousand, I don't have to restrict myself. Mm. And that's really a mindset shift. So, what do you want your legacy to be? My legacy has already been set. I'm the founder of the Stocks and Stiletto Society. I've already changed like thousands of women's lives financially. And I'm just going to continue on with that work. So Cassandra, tell the dreamers where they can find you if they want to find out more about the Stocks and Stiletto Society or just you in general. They can follow me on Instagram, Stocks and Stilettos, and then they can join our free Facebook group, Stocks and Stilettos. And then we have a fan page on Facebook. They could take a peek at our website, stocksandstilettos.co. And I would say, take a class with us. Come out to our event, October 6th through the 8th, the Stocks to Star Summit. We have amazing speakers, all Black Girl Magic. We got a couple of Black Boy Joys that's sneaking in this year to talk about all things investing, all things related to money, and get my book. My book goes on sale It's available on pre-order, Fearless Finances. You want to go to thefearlessfinances.com and learn more about how to build wealth, a timeless guide to building wealth. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Dreamers Podcast. You can find the episode show notes and all of the links mentioned at dreamoflegacy.com. If you liked today's episode, Here's what you can do to support me and help more dreamers discover the podcast. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate and review the podcast to help the podcast gain more visibility. Share the podcast with your family, friends, and coworkers. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, please take a second to tag me at thedreamers.podcast on Instagram and let me know what you liked about today's episode. All right, dreamers, that's it for today. I will see you back here next week for another episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Okay, dreamers, time to build this legacy. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax, legal, financial planning, insurance, accounting, investment, or any other kind of professional advice or services. Please consult with an appropriate tax, financial, or legal professional to receive appropriate advice based on your situation. Sunday, skincare day is one of the ways I keep my sanity in these crazy times. Jumino is an all-natural, black-owned skincare brand, carefully handcrafted by parents who could not find the proper care solutions to address their family skin problems. All Jumino products are made of organic and high-quality ingredients meticulously chosen to give your skin the smooth results and the glow it deserves.